1: With your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the six man show. Today is October 10th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. Tonight I'm
2: joined by producer Kevin Tucker. Kevin, what's going on, bro? Jonathan, doing great. Uh, lots of fun things happening. Obviously, we're excited for the regular season here in a little over a week. But in the meantime, we've got you know footballs going on. We've got baseball playoffs. We've got um, Orlando City made the playoffs today, clinched the playoff spot against Columbus. That was fun. The Tampa Bay Lightning, their season gets underway on Tuesday night. Lots of fun things in the world of sports, but yeah, super excited for the regular season next week, though.
1: The Rays uh, season, you know, just ended, Um, you know, yeah. being a, a, a Yankees fan, I'm, I'm talk pretty about excited that. about that. I'm happy that we yeah. don't have to play those guys in the next round, because um, yeah, it just would have caused me a lot of stress in my life, but
2: speaking of Well, we of went people, 15 innings without scoring a run, so I think you probably would have been fine. Yeah, maybe,
1: maybe, you never know, you never know. Anytime you play the the, the, the division rival, it gets a little bit more exciting, but... Speaking of those who have some things going on, and are going to be pretty busy between you know now and the start of the regular season. Uh, our Luke Sylvia, obviously not joining us on this episode. Last night around like two, or should I say, this morning around I believe it was two a.m. when we got the text from Luke, uh, but his, him and his wife Lauren have welcomed uh, their their newest addition that they've been anx- anxiously awaiting, a uh, Cole Benjamin Sylvia. Uh, again today when we're recording this uh, Sunday night. Uh, right around 2 a.m. on October 9th, 6 pounds, 13 ounces. And Luke asked that we just let everyone know that he and Lauren did not name Cole after Cole Anthony, even though I think that's most people's like initial reaction. Like, did you name this kid after Cole Anthony? But no, just super happy and excited for Luke and Lauren,
2: just a, a beautiful little boy. Yeah, I, I will say, though, you know, if Cole lead this to a championship, Luke might change that, you know, like, you know, change that in the future. You know, oh, yeah, I totally named it after Cole, you know, you know, Orlando Magic NBA champions, all that kind of stuff. But no, for real, congratu- congratulations to Luke and Lauren and Harper's got a baby brother now. So that's fun. You know, it's, it's pretty cool, pretty exciting stuff.
1: Very awesome. So happy for them. And uh, yeah, Luke, just try to get as much sleep as you can. It's going to be harder and harder to come by in the, the, the weeks to come here. All right, Magic fans, coming up on October 14th at 7 o'clock, the Orlando Magic's final preseason game. We are putting together like our very own the six man show preseason group out and get together, trying to fill the lower bowl as much as we can uh, to get Amway ready for the regular season. If you want to join us on that night, you can purchase tickets at Fivo.me slash the six man show. Again, FIVO is spelled F-E-V-O dot M-E slash the six man show to purchase your tickets. That's coming up uh, next Friday, Kevin. I'm really excited for that. And then with the start of the regular season on October 19th, we are partnering with the Orlando Magic uh, to have a season opening watch party at Elixir on 9 West Washington Street in downtown Orlando starting at 630. The game starts at seven. Uh, There's going to be some Michelob Ultra specials, $4, 16-ounce bottles of Michelob Ultra. So if you're a fan of Michelob Ultra like myself and you want to watch the Orlando Magic take on the Detroit Pistons uh, with fellow Magic fans, again, come hang out with us. 6.30, October 19th at Elixir, 9 West Washington Street, downtown Orlando. That's going to be a lot of fun. In other Magic news, Kevin, uh, not as fun as our get-together coming up on the 19th. Uh, but Jalen Suggs suffered an injury uh, Friday against the Dallas Mavericks with 402 left in the first quarter. Uh, had a little collision with Spencer Dinwiddie and hyperextended his left knee. And we all kind of feared the worst. He left the game immediately, did not return, had some x rays that night. And the x rays came back negative, which was a good sign. But we knew that we were going to need to get an MRI to see if there was any structural damage. So he does have a left knee capsule sprain and a bone bruise in that left knee. But luckily, Kevin, we kind of dodged the bullet there. Nothing too, too serious.
2: Yeah, I think you're maybe being a little bit kind to uh, Spencer Dinwiddie when you just say they had a collision because it was more than a collision. Like Spencer Dinwiddie gave him a shove. Like this is preseason. I thought it was a it little bit. It was Spencer bit, Dinwiddie's fault. Yeah, it was 100%. It was excessive. Like it's it's completely unnecessary. Like if this is the regular season, you go, okay, whatever. Preseason, I'm like, mm. I didn't love that. Didn't love that at all. And yeah, it it looked, you know, super awkward anytime you get like a hyperextended anything, but even especially a knee, it just looks awkward. And so we're all, you know, fearing the worst, but luckily looks like he's going to be okay. You know, haven't really gotten a timetable exactly, but it's not, not the worst possible scenario. So that's at least a positive.
1: I was like completely planning on like adding Spencer Dinwiddie on Twitter. Be like, are you happy now? Jerk, idiot, whatever. (laughs) Had it been serious. But today the magic had like a family day at the Advent Health Training Center brought in like all the players families and you know their kids and everything and just kind of hung out today. I don't think they had a practice but Jalen Suggs was there and you know met with reporters and so did Jamal Mosley and they kind of asked Jalen like do you feel a certain type of way about that and Jalen was like no like even we're taught like if somebody's going to set a screen and you realize that you want to like divert their path like you want to knock them off of that path so they can't just go and set a screen on your teammate. And uh, so he's like, no, it's, it's just a, a normal play. We're taught to do that, too. He's like, it's unfortunate, but he doesn't, like, hate Spencer Dinwiddie or anything. So once I heard that, I was like, okay, I can't just, like, totally kill Spencer Dinwiddie for this. But, yes, it was 100% Spencer Dinwiddie's fault. Like, he shoves Jalen, and then Jalen gets, like, jolted forward and just, like, lands awkwardly. And uh, I think it was, was, was it Kobe Price? Um, he spoke to, like, a orthopedist, I think. Uh, yeah. just kind of talking about the injury and like how long the injury could take. And I believe it was him or there was one other person I saw tweeting about the injury. I'm, I think I might be getting the two confused now, but one of them said, had the knee twisted a little bit, like he would have really been in danger for the ACL. And that's what I thought at first, because yes, you see the knee like hyper extend just like straight back. But at the end, you do see it kind of bow outward. And, when the, the lower part of your leg twists inward and then the rest of your body shifts outward, that's kind of where you see that ACL tear happen a lot of the times. So I was just like completely devastated for the rest of that game. Once that happened to Jalen. But um, again, there's no timetable. The magic have said his return will depend on how he responds to treatment. And from what I understand, just reading a bit is it's really just like a pain thing. Like he's not really at a risk of, injuring it further or you know messing up any of the other knee uh, structures but it just depends on you know how he does with the pain because the bone bruise from what i understand like the the bone like gets like filled with like fluid and blood and it just sounds terrible and then the knee capsule sprain um i think that's like the back part of the knee some somewhere around there but um some people say it can just be a couple of weeks some people say it can be as much as you know six weeks or a couple months so we're hoping Jalen is on the quicker end of that and you know he just responds to treatment really well and we can see him it just sucks because obviously he had a rough rookie season ends his rookie season misses the first part of the summer with the ankle surgery and now as soon as he's starting to get back in a, r- a rhythm he's hurt again
2: yeah and it's also frustrating i think for the team you know we already talked about this a little bit you know but a month ago six weeks ago we were thinking man we got a log jam at the guard position you know all these things we got to figure out and probably by the start of the season, you know, we're only, you know, nine days away from that. Um, You're going to have some of those questions already answered for you, at least to start the season. You know, we don't know about Markel if he's going to be back. Gary's not going to be back to start the season. Jalen probably won't be back either by the looks of it. So all three of those guys out, at least for the the beginning of the season, that's rough, you know. Um, We're looking forward to kind of seeing how that would shake out. But um, I guess all in all, it is good. All three of those are relatively minor injuries, and so we'll see them all on the floor eventually.
1: Yeah, I think for me, like we, we know that like in November, December, we have that really rough stretch of games and it's going to be super important for this team to get off to a good start because, you know, you go into the all-star break and you're 15, you know, to 20 games back. Then the front office is going to start looking around at, you know, Victor Wembanyama and, and Scoot Henderson, you know, that that draft is coming up and, you know, the goals around this team might change, you know, heading into the end of February and into March and, you it's going to be important for this team to get off to a good start to avoid that, and really, you know, winning and staying competitive being the goal late into the season. So hopefully, those guys are able to come back, and hopefully, everyone else is really just able to hold down the fort. But we're going to talk more about the two preseason games from this week in a little bit more length here in in a few minutes. Uh, some more Magic news: uh, the Magic have waived uh, Aleem Ford and Xavier Simpson, and they have signed Alex Morales and Jay Scrub. Uh, Jay Scrub does have, you know, some experience with the Clippers and he's had, you know, some multiple runs in you know, uh, the G League where he's been pretty successful there. And then uh, Alex Morales was, I think, the defensive player of the year last year in the Northeastern Conference, if I'm not mistaken. So these are guys that we don't expect to make the roster. These are they're just getting some more information on guys as we wrap up, you know, the rest of preseason here. Um, but the Magic did make those two transactions. I, I do kind of like Aleem Ford. I don't know that he's a an NBA player, but um, I, I do like him. Xavier Simpson, you know, Mr. Uh, Captain Hook. Uh, you know, kind of sad Hook. to see him go. He, he looked pretty good at the end of the the game on Friday against the Dallas yeah. Mavericks. Made some nice plays, but yeah, you know, those guys, we probably figure we're spending the majority of the year in the G League, anyways.
2: Yep, I totally agree. Yeah, we'll see if another team you know picks those guys up between now and then. But more than likely, I expect they'll they'll probably probably stick around with the organization and end up in Lakeland, which I, ho- I hope they do. Uh, they they've done well for them and so we'll see uh, where those guys end up. Right.
1: All right. We want to take a minute just to shout out the folks that help support the Six Man Show. Uh, those would be our patrons. So if you haven't heard yet or you just kind of skip over this part of the episode normally. Uh, we do have a Patreon where you can select from three tiers of benefits that you can help financially support the show, help us do things like upgrade equipment, which we just did. We got some awesome new equipment that going to help us, you know, covering the team this year. It wouldn't be possible without our patrons. So thank you all so much that uh, do support the show. And then I want to shout out uh, our boy Wiffle. So Wiffle, um, as his name is here on, on Patreon, he's really been a supporter of the six-man show since day one. Like I, I don't remember interacting with, with anyone else on a super regular basis. When I first started the podcast back in 2019 uh, Wiffle, he's been a, one of our hall of fame tier patrons uh, for quite some time. Now we chat with him on our discord. I talk with him on Facebook. He comes into our monthly zooms that we have with our hall of fame tier patrons. Um, but he decided uh, that he, instead of going like month to month, he was just going to go and pay for the whole next year of his Patreon membership. So one of the benefits, obviously, that gives us funds up front that we can use to do things like upgrade equipment. But it also gives you a 15% discount on your membership for the entire year. So if you know you're going to be a patron you know for the next 12 months at least, looking to save a little bit of bread in the meanwhile, uh, you can go ahead and just knock out the whole next year. Um, of uh, membership here with our patron and again uh, that's patreon.com slash the six man show we also shout out all of our hall of fame tier patrons on every episode and for that i'm going to throw it to kevin
2: yes this is my favorite part here we go we're going to shout out our hall of fame patrons and i've been kind of mixing it up jonathan you weren't here for my solo show last week um but i've been kind of doing a different order mixing up every time this time, we're going reverse alphabetical order, which means we're starting with the guy we just talked about, Wiffle. Shout out to Wiffle for going to annual. Uh, we've got Wiffle, The Distract, Teddy Sylvia, Ryan Singh, Pierre A., Norm L., Nate Donnelly, Mr. Mikey, Migzors, Michael Salopong, Magic Player History. Uh, all right. we I got to stop right here because we <laughs> have, have this say, one. You have to say it. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Someone's, someone's trolling hard with this. All right. They've renamed themselves on our Patreon as Luke's mom. Okay. I'm not going to touch that that topic right there <laughs> i don't know who it is i don't know what you're doing it's clever it's funny all right luke's mom little penny juan Geraldo, jonathan borges uh, i'm ron burgundy go to 93 fuchsia franz go to eric lopez dylan holden dudto 15 drum danimal court cousins carson tulo brian leggins breadhead bobby skinner bailey and armin shout out to our hall of fame patrons and all our patrons for making the six-man
0: show possible
1: Love it. So, Kevin, two weeks this game. We had the Thursday. Two weeks this game. Two games this episode. <laughs> Good grief, man. Luke's the one not getting any sleep, you know, having a baby, and for some reason my brain still doesn't want to work. Two games this episode since our last recording. So starting with Thursday at San Antonio, the first of the, the back-to-back here. Really, these, these two games were very, very similar. I know that we're going to talk about that. Um, but the Magic... Two wins, we we know that uh, Magic won the first one, one hundred two to ninety nine, and I want to start just with the the conversation of the starting lineup in this one because we didn't we didn't really know what to expect. Once Mo started, um, you know that first preseason game, weren't really sure what was going to happen. You know, Franz did miss it. Uh, Franz was in this one though, his kind of preseason debut here. So the starting five: Jalen Suggs, Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Wendell Carter Jr. Kevin, any thoughts on this starting lineup?
2: Well, yeah, that, that's the front court. A lot of Magic fans want to see opening night. You know, as your starters, you know, the Wendell, Paolo, Franz trio. Um, so that was cool to see them. Um, you know, get the start there. Um, unfortunately, the start didn't start as well as you would hope. You know, that that first quarter was a bit of a mess, and especially against. You know, we talked about it going into that game. You know San Antonio is just not going to be a good basketball basketball team this year, um, and so we would I would like to see those starters kind of assert themselves a little better at the very beginning of the game. Obviously, we got back into the game later, but um, yeah, that that front court is I think what a lot of Magic fans want to see. So obviously, they're still getting used to each other, used to the roles, used to Palo, all that kind of stuff. But at least they they got the start, and we'll see. You know, um, if if they get the start, especially this week. Um, With Franz, hopefully playing both games this week and and we'll see how that goes.
1: So, Like Kevin alluded to, um, not a great start in this one. The Magic were down 14 after the first quarter and then we're down by as much as 19 with 644 to go in the second quarter. And then we really started to see like Eurobasket Franz kind of start to take over a little bit. Uh, started facilitating a bit. started to score and it really just got the entire starting lineup in a rhythm, but they went on a 12 to nothing run that helped them get within three at the half. So um, basically the last seven minutes of the second quarter, you go from down 19 to down three, which obviously you feel a lot better going into halftime down three than down 19. And then, Kind of the the trend in, in the first few preseason games here. The second half was mostly like the bench unit. You know, some of those end of the bench guys, some of those guys who, you know, have you know now been cut. Uh, but it was good to see the team uh, really respond nicely in the second quarter and then into the second half and come out with a win. Now, we've talked about how, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, not supposed to be a very good team this year. Uh, it was mostly the same for them. Some of those guys that didn't get into the game in the first half. Uh, finished out the second half for for the Spurs, including uh, Tommy Cousy, who we saw uh, play summer league for the Orlando Magic, who looked really good in summer league, didn't really look quite as good um, in this game that we're talking about. But yeah, it was concerning that first quarter, especially, Kevin, because we saw the way they they looked the entire game really against the Grizzlies. Uh, But in Magic fashion, we saw this all last season. You know, Once Jamal Mosley has been the head coach of this team, really, um, the magic get down but they don't give up you know they keep fighting and they they find a way to get back into the game uh, last season it was the third quarters you know they would just have like a five or six minute span in the third quarters um after they come back into the game and that would eventually end up losing the game uh, now again a lot of those guys we saw in the second half aren't guys that we're going to see a ton in second half minutes uh, once the regular season starts but a win is a win you know in this game it was just Really, uh, really encouraging to to get a win and not start preseason zero and two.
2: Yeah, I, and this this is going to kind of bleed into the conversation about the Dallas game, if you'll excuse me. But you know, you talk about the third quarters last year kind of being the Achilles' heel for this team. Um, obviously, it's too early to talk about what the Achilles' heel for the team is this year. But first quarters have been concerning. You know, through the first three games. You know, if you look back at game one against Memphis, you lose that quarter by four. You know, that's that's a normal number, but still, you lost the quarter, right? Uh, then the san antonio game you lost by 14 the first quarter and then the um uh, the dallas game you lost by 18 in the first quarter and we'll talk more about that quarter later in luca and all his magic and all that kind of stuff but all in all not only is that a little bit concerning um, because it's a trend but it's also concerning because that's when our our key guys have played right that's been our best players against the other team's best players and so far three games in you know, we, we haven't won a first quarter yet. So that's a little bit concerning. I know it's been an experiment, you know, each and every game, different starters, different rotations. So I'm not going to take too much out of it. But if there was any game where I wanted to get off to a great start, it was that San Antonio game because of the starting uh, front court, because of the opposition. It didn't happen. But like you said, it is definitely great to see the rest of the team kind of rally around. And I shouldn't even say the rest of the team. The starters eventually played better, you know, later on in the game. Uh, But especially later in the second half, like you said, when it was the bench and some of the G League guys, um, that was a lot of fun to see, especially in that fourth quarter that that ended up being a tight, you know, game down the stretch. So they had to make clutch stops, big baskets, um, and they did that. And so, like you said, great to get on in the win column there. Um, And then obviously, that's part one of our our Texas two step that we swept, uh, you know, on Thursday and Friday last week, which was fun.
1: Just a quick look at the box score. Just want to give a shout out to Wendell Carter, who was incredible yeah. in this game. Twenty points, Absolutely. ten rebounds, eight of thirteen from the floor, added three assists and two blocks. Like Wendell, he had a, a dunk, um I believe it was in this game that was just disgusting. Just coming down the lane. Like I think took maybe one step after the free throw line and just elevated. It was it was really, really impressive. But yeah, I mean Everyone else, you know, kind of kind so-so games. I mean, if you look at Franz Wagner, his first game of the preseason, 12 points, 50% from the floor, one of four from the three-point line, uh, two rebounds, three assists, one steal. The most impressive thing for me was just that that stretch in the second quarter. It was really Franz that got that whole run going. And it was like, man, like, we, we talked about this all summer long watching Germany with Coach Herbert of the, you know, the coach of the German national team. Just, like, put the ball in Franz Wagner's hands and good things happen. And he just, he really does look like he's he's ready to take a leap. Now we, we can talk uh, about the game Friday uh, at Dallas, um, which he did not play because it was the second night of a back to back, and they're trying to kind of manage his preseason minutes, just given all the time that he's played. Um, you know, this summer again playing with Germany, but Magic victory one ten to one hundred five in Dallas, second night of a back to back. Like Kevin mentioned, the uh, Texas two step there, and the starting lineup in this one, Cole Anthony. Terrence Ross, Chuma Okiki. And that, I think that was mainly due to the fact that Franz wasn't o- playing. Okk, Okk, Dang it, Chuma. I'm so O-K-K. sorry, man. It's been like two and a half years of this. So I'm, I'm trying to, I have to retrain myself. Chuma Okk, my apologies. It still sounds so strange every time I hear it on the broadcast as well. But it is Chuma Okk. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> and then Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter Jr. I, I don't think we're going to see Paolo and Wendell moved out of you know, that that starting uh, front court there anytime soon. Uh, but another slow start for the Magic, down 18 after one. And in this one, they were down by as much as 21 in the first half. Uh, but then they go on a 13 to nothing run to help the Magic get within five at the half. Very much the same story as the San Antonio game. Second half, mostly the bench, end of the bench guys. Uh, no Luka Doncic. He didn't play in the entire second half, which probably had a lot to do with this comeback yeah. because he was – destroying the magic in the first half which I think you want to
2: talk about a little bit about but uh again a, a good to get a win yeah that I did want to mention that like obviously we'll talk about the magic but man Luca was toying with us in that first half I'm not going to lie like I know Luca is a bit of a polarizing figure like some people love him some people don't you know don't necessarily love his antics and um you know it's it's a european certain style you know maybe a little bit of flopping you know all that kind of stuff whatever he's an incredible basketball player. And when he's like just having fun, he is one of the most fun players to watch like in the league for sure. And so like some of those passes and his vision and his range is limitless. Like, man, he is super fun to watch and he was having a good time in that first half, which as a neutral, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. But as a magic fan, you're like, golly, like there's especially a couple of times where just like, how do you defend that? Like he had that super, super long, you know, three from, I guess it was like the left, elbow kind of area like 30 feet or whatever it was. It was insane. So um but yeah Luca was fun. As far as the the game goes, you mentioned it the slow start, you know, disappointing. Um uh but you know it's kind of been this trend so far. As far as other guys, you know, uh, on the night, Wendell had a great night Thursday, not a great night on on Friday against the Mavs. Um went I guess one for seven is what I'm looking at, which is a little bit of a bummer. But Paolo, I thought, you know, had some really, really good moments. Uh, against yeah, this the was Mavs. best game for sure. Yeah, had 19 points, um, looked good. Terrence continues to play really well. He has been a bright spot three games into this season, like for sure. Um, he just looks ah, do engaged go here? now. 100 percent. I was, I was thinking, like, do I want to go to this conversation right now? I think I'm going to go there. Starting two guard, maybe, maybe, maybe. I mean, you need, you need offense. You need shooting. And that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looks really, he's looked really, really good. It's something to, it's something to be considered. And like the words Terrence Ross and starter, like doesn't compute in Magic fans' brains just because he has been the epitome of a six man for us for so long now. And that's not like a negative thing for Terrence. That's just been his role. and He's embraced it. and It's been great. But it's worth considering now, you know, obviously, especially considering the injuries that we have. So anyway, Terrence was great. You know who else was good? Had his best game in a Magic uniform yet? You know who I'm thinking of? bobble yes bobble bobble played well now granted he played really well against the you know third string guys against you know for the mavericks i'm not going to take too much out of it but in the second half he did play well did kind of take over for a little stretch which is kind of fun so that was cool to see bobble um do that uh but yeah outside of that obviously Jalen only plays a minute that's that's the game we mentioned earlier with spencer Dinwiddie. the little collision i think you called it or whatever whatever Um, between those two cheap Uh, shot but yeah 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 but anyway uh yeah lots of positive especially in the second half uh fun to see a win and that one was more convincing you know the san antonio game was really close down the stretch um this one i think i do think the mavs got down to five with like a minute left or something like that and then uh i think it was mo Wagner hit a three that kind of put it away or something like that but yeah a win's a win got a winning record in in the preseason so uh definitely definitely some positives to take from that
1: yeah, definitely Paolo's best game by far. Nineteen sure. points in twenty-one minutes, six of thirteen from the floor, two of four from three, five of six from the free throw line. Him getting to the free throw line six times, really, really impressive. And then added five rebounds and assist and a steal to that. Um, two turnovers, but he's just had the ball in his hand so much, like that's going to happen. Um, but yeah, just the fact that he's looked more comfortable each, you know, of these games. And uh, I think that's just going to continue. And, and just the conversation really about Terrence at the beginning of the year, when you're talking about like just the rotation as a whole, I didn't even have Terrence. Like I had, I didn't even know if he was going to be in the rotation. So if you you know, your starting lineup looks something like Markel and then Gary or Cole or Jalen, whoever at the two Franz, Paolo Wendell, then you're, you're back up some mix of those three guards. Again, Cole, Jalen, Gary, Chuma, Mo Bamba, RJ Hampton, maybe Jonathan Isaac when he comes back, obviously. And then it's like, where does Terrence kind of fit into that? And I think especially now with the injuries to Markel, to Jalen Suggs, to Gary Harris, like Terrence, you know, definitely has to play like just out of necessity. I think the other part of that conversation is just like RJ Hampton, RJ Hampton, not as good of, of an offensive game, um, especially this game against, uh, you know, the Dallas Mavericks three of nine, um, but, you know, eight points. Four assists, one turnover. RJ is definitely playing much more under control, making better decisions, and I think that's all that we've been asking out of RJ. Like the last season, was definitely knocking down his spot up jumpers when he was open, playing defense at you know a, a passable level, sometimes at a high level, and all he needed to do was just kind of slow things down a little bit, not try to do so much, and he's just been moving the ball so well. Like he knows what he's going to do as soon as he gets the ball. It's either I'm going to attack. Or I'm going to look to move the ball to someone else. And he's just been every single time. It's just like, wow, RJ is just like compounding good decisions over and over and over again. And that just makes you a lot more confident in RJ.
2: Yeah, which is interesting because of what we saw in the summer league. You know, summer league, it was very concerning because with the opposite of that, you know, there's a lot of times where he was indecisive or he was. Um, you know, getting stuck in positions where, you know, uh, especially like he would like jump without knowing where he'd go next and he turned the ball over. There are a lot of turnovers, that kind of stuff, you know, so total opposite. And now he's out there against NBA competition and he looks fantastic. You know, he looks very assertive, very confident, uh, very, you know, under control. And so he's definitely continuing to, uh, make Jamal's job harder. You know, when you think about all those different guys that we've talked about it, you know, for the last several weeks, but, um, performances like his performance, like Terrence, you know, Jamal's got his work cut out for him. Um, obviously, it is a little easier now, like we mentioned with those three guys, three guards out. Um, so but yeah, uh, it's it's definitely making us ask questions, a little more questions about his role, Terrence's role, um, as far as, you know, what, what their role is going to be this year. And I guess we'll find out in about nine days or so. So
1: with two preseason games remaining, I kind of wanted to have the conversation with you. Just kind of like big picture of what we've seen out of the Magic the first three games. I feel like game one against the Grizzlies, you almost have to throw that out of the window because it was just so bad. Yeah. But the last two games, you know, I, and because you know they're almost like mirror images of one another, I, I feel like we can, you know, kind of form a, an opinion of the Magic. Like if if preseason helps you fill up like your opinion bar hundred percent, I think we're like maybe thirty percent of the way there. I think we're going to find out a lot more these final two preseason games, and we have the first three as the rotation just starts to kind of tighten a bit. And look more like what it will look like in the regular season. But what are your early opinions just of the team as a whole?
2: <sighs> yeah, um, I I don't know if I want to start. Let's see. I I, I think I want to start kind of some specific guys um, other than the ones that we've mentioned, like some big picture stuff. Mo Bamba started the first game, came off the bench games two and three, which I think a lot of people, you know, when you look at the makeup of this roster, would prefer that. And he played well off the bench, you know, he didn't play a ton, obviously. And I think it was like 16 or 17 minutes each night, maybe 20. Um, but, you know, he, he has a role. We've talked about mo Bomb, but he has a role. He has, he's good at a couple of things, like really good at a couple of things. He's a, he's a good weak side help defender rim protector. Right. And he's a good three point shooter. It can, that can draw out the defense. Right. And he's done those things really well. He did those things really well in the two Texas games. So. Um, I think of all the question marks about Mo Bamba starting, I think, again, we try not to take too much from these preseason games, but I think those two games prove that he could have a, not just a, a carved out role, but an impactful role coming off the bench. I mean, those things are needed in spurts and he's proven that he could do that. So I thought that was really encouraging. And I, I would, I hope that is something that continues into the regular season. Um, I don't know, as far as the, the team as a whole, I think. Uh, it's it's still hard missing some of those key guys to pull too much from it, especially we've only seen Franz once. You know, when we talk about some of the playmakers and creators on this team, not having Markel, only seeing Franz once, it's still hard to get a, a good picture of what this team will be this season. Um, but I also, you know, talking about creators, you know, Paolo, his um, evolution, I guess, over just three games, not just his, you know, you talked about earlier, his confidence um, and his comfort level, but I think also the Magic have been kind of experimenting with how they're going to use him and i think we've seen that in a lot of different ways even just through three games you know whether it's pick and roll or isos or whatever um, we've seen a lot of different looks and i think they're kind of testing um, him out in some lo- in some ways to figure out you know what is he capable of now um, as far as what we can do this season with him and so that's been cool to see i'm excited to see it this week too um, definitely excited to see home games you know two home games that'll be fun and above all else i know we're going to talk a little bit more about this but uh, we've been having these all these milestones, right, going through the offseason. You know, we had Summer League, and then we had um, you know, uh, tra- or Media Day, then we had Training Camp and Preseason. The next milestone, Jonathan, we have now crossed the threshold uh, without David and Jeff Turner. From here on out, we've got David Steele and Jeff Turner, except for the TNT game, but for the next 83 games, 81 regular season, two preseason games. We've got the Voices of the Magic back. Uh, no more Jumbotron feeds. No more other teams. We can listen to our guys and enjoy it. But the last time that we were on national television, I believe David and Jeff
1: like, still had the Valley Sports Florida broadcast. Was that in the press they, release that they won't?
2: That is correct, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Because yep, I will, is, like,
1: those games I'll flip back and forth just to see what the national guys are, are yep. saying, but I still prefer the the David and, and Jeff tandem.
2: According to the schedule that was released, yeah. Oh, that They are not upsetting. on that one. Yep.
1: Yeah, I've really been missing them. Like, you know, some of these I, I try not to be too hard on some of these other broadcasts because like especially I didn't feel like the Dallas guys were really that bad. Um right. what game was it that I was like, man, these guys just suck. Was it was it the Memphis game? I I don't I, know what it was. I wasn't is, a huge but- fan.
2: The only thing I appreciated was that they acknowledged the fact that this team hadn't practiced, you know, basically. And that's why yeah. we looked this bad, which I appreciated. But outside of that, it was eh.
1: just yeah. very just you know, very uh, partial to David and Jeff. Yeah. I just feel like, they, yeah, I, I feel like they're the best in the league by a mile. I don't really feel yeah. like it's close.
2: I took us on a, a side rant there. I apologize. I would like to hear some of your like kind of bigger picture reflections right. on what we've seen through, you know, three preseason games. Well, well part of the Palo thing, and I feel like
1: people are overreacting a bit because... Like, they're just expecting from day one, like, Paolo to get, like, 20 shots up every single time. And yeah. although you know, he probably is the guy that should be taking the majority of the shots, um, at least eventually on this team, it's not going to happen all at once. Like, yeah. he's as good as he is, and he's incredible, it's going to take time for him to get adjusted to the NBA game. He talked about not really being affected by the speed. I'm glad that he said that, but like it's an adjustment. You've never played at a level... Guys moving this quickly, the game needing to be processed at this level this quickly with this level of athletes before. It's an adjustment. I don't care what anyone says. Like Unless you're LeBron James, you don't just come into the league like 100% ready and, and good to go. But it has been encouraging, like you said, to see his evolution and to see him being more comfortable over the span of the last three games. What I would like to see, especially in these lineups, the, this team misses Markel Fultz so much, it's not even funny. So much. And yeah. on Friday, they released a new Orlando Magic Pod Squad episode. David and and, and Jeff and Dante and George Galante with Jeff Weltman. And they kind of asked him like what his thoughts were, you know, on, on preseason on this roster. And he's like, I don't think this really pertains to anyone else on the team. Because they're going for this very like versatile, positionless style of basketball. But he said it is so evident that Markel Fultz is the piece that just snaps this whole team into place. And that's just so evident when he's not on the floor or especially like if Cole or like Jalen, you know, haven't been on the floor. Um, This team is just lacking like somebody that just puts everyone else in the correct spots. And that's why I was so excited about that run that the team went on with Franz. Um, you know, on Thursday, and then how good the team looked at points with Paolo kind of running things on Friday. And I'm like, we need more of that. Like, as good as Cole is, and I think Jalen can be, right now, I still think without Markel, Franz and Paolo are our best options to just run the offense through them and to facilitate for everyone else. So um, that's been a big thing for me.
2: Yeah, and I I think it's what's really cool when you add Markel back into the mix and Franz once he's back to playing full time um you can have one of those three guys on the court at all times for 48 minutes at least i think that should probably be the case one of those three guys should be on the floor at all times and i think that has the potential to always um give you options you know offensively to unlock whatever you know depending on who's on the floor with you but and that's um, super think,
1: exciting as long yeah. as the team realizes like we have to get the ball in these guys hands right
2: absolutely it has to play through those guys you know when when they're on the floor and so I think the stretches when all three of them are together, though, are going to be really fun, hopefully. But yeah, outside of that, I think one of those three guys has to be on the floor at all times. So um, we need Markell back ASAP. And then
1: the other thing for me is like just the slow starts obviously are not great. We saw a lot of that last season, um, especially like the start of the second halves. But it's been encouraging that they were able to kind of snap out of that and really get into a flow in these second quarters. For me, the biggest thing that I'm going to be looking for in these last two games is, especially at home, the Magic getting off to good starts. Because if we see them get off to slow starts in you know the game against the Grizzlies, you know coming up here on Tuesday and the final game on Friday against the Cavs, then I'm really going to be concerned about the start of the regular season because at that point, like four games in a row, that is a trend, and that's something that we really need to get away from. Uh, I know, you know, potentially without Markel and as these guys are still kind of figuring out the pecking order and the way that they want to play offensively, at least in the starting lineup, it's gonna take some time to, you know, really know how they need to how to play. But man, they just you cannot get in, you know, eighteen and nineteen point holes in the first half on a regular basis if this team is going to be competitive
2: at all. Yeah. And I, I think um it it does speak to the mentality of the entire team. Now, again, we've talked about the fact second half, mostly bench guys, third string guys, G League guys but it still speaks to the mentality of the entire team that, like you said, never gave up, never mailed it in always essentially believed that they could climb back into it. That says a lot. Um, Another thing uh, I know we'll talk about the upcoming games here in a second, but you mentioned, you know, Tuesday is against Memphis. And if you remember Memphis really clowned you, you know, it'll be eight days, eight (laughs) days prior to this game on Tuesday, you know? Um, And so I'm interested to see how we react to that. Um, I still think Memphis is a very good basketball team and I, it, you know, if they play their starters, you know, it probably progressively more minutes as the preseason goes on, like we typically see Memphis will probably win that game. But I would like to see us compete a little better than we did, you know, last week against them. Um, and ho- hopefully we'll make it a little more of a competitive game on, on Tuesday night at home.
1: I think that's a massive benefit. And I forget which game it was, but they were talking during the broadcast about how teams like scheduled their own preseason. So you can schedule like as many or as little games as you want. So the fact that, you know, on the Magic's end, whoever went ahead and scheduled the Grizzlies basically at the beginning and then almost towards the end of the preseason, I really like that because it's going to give you like a measurement of growth over Mm -hmm. those, you know, week and a half, two weeks. All right, we got destroyed by Memphis, you know, a couple of games ago, and now let's see how they respond, you know, Tuesday at home. Like we get destroyed by Memphis again. I'm gonna be pretty pessimistic going into opening night. I have to, as much as we don't want to overreact to preseason, you know, getting blown out by the same team twice in the span of nine days, eight days, whatever you said it is, yeah.
2: that's that's not great. Yes. I, I do wanna be careful. Memphis, Memphis is really good. Like they're gonna be a great team in the West, you know. So I think we should lose to them, but you're right. We should be competitive. More competitive than we were you know last week at least
1: yeah like i you know i don't want you know the game to be over you know basically heading into the fourth is the way that it felt the other night you know what i mean oh yeah it was over halftime it felt like yeah yeah so like that game was just like okay well we were we've been waiting since april for this game and then it just got super unfun very quickly yeah it was like all right well and and then basically twitter was you know, Magic Twitter was basically melting down about how bad the team looked. So if we look really good, you know, Tuesday against Memphis, maybe the pendulum will swing the other way and people will be super excited about the team again. But um, yeah, I mean, the week ahead, Kevin, we can talk about this Tuesday at 7 o'clock at home versus the Memphis Grizzlies. That game is also going to be on NBA TV uh, as well as I would guess League Pass. And then Friday, again, we are going to be at that game um, our little preseason outing, which you can purchase tickets at FIVO.me slash the 6 man show shameless plug there. But that's going to be the preseason finale for the Magic, uh, Friday, October 14th against Cleveland at seven o'clock. Kevin, what's your prediction for these final two preseason games here?
2: I think we're, uh, I think we're going to split it. I think, uh, I think Memphis is going to get us again, unfortunately. But I feel pretty good about Friday against Cleveland. Um, I don't know why. You know, maybe it's because it's the whole six-man show gathering thing. We'll we'll put on a a show for a uh, for that. But no, yeah, I'm going to go one and one. I think I think Memphis uh, beats us, and then we win against Cleveland.
1: I said five and zero no, uh, before preseason started, but yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say one and one. Um, I'm gonna, I think we probably lose to Memphis again, and then you finish out the the preseason on a win against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then you got uh, basically five days. You probably, probably practice about three of those days, I would guess, uh, before the regular season starts on October 19th. And just uh, super excited for that. It's going to be a great week for Kevin and I. Uh, that Wednesday, I'm going to be at Elixir downtown Orlando for the, the watch party there. I don't. I think it might be a little, a little too early for Luke to, to step out after having a baby, but we'll see. Maybe he'll make it there. I, I'm not sure about that. And then Friday... Kevin and I are making the trip to Atlanta to watch the Magic yeah. take on the Hawks. Atlanta, um, Atlanta, baby. That that game isn't going to be as perhaps as drama filled as we thought it was going to be when we booked the tickets for that game because the whole the gente, you know Paolo drama was going down. But I'm still excited. It's going to be my first oh, ever yeah. away you know game for the Magic. And then uh, I fly home the next morning. That Saturday, I'll fly into Tampa. My wife will pick me up from the airport, and we'll drive straight out to Orlando for the home opener against the Boston Celtics. So
2: pretty exciting uh, next couple of weeks here, Kevin. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun opening week. Um, It's almost here. It's hard to believe, you know, when you listen to us on Monday, we'll be nine days away from the start of the season, man, there's nothing like it. Everybody's zero and zero, you know, it's even playing field. We got 82 games to figure out who's, uh, who's legit and who's not. And so, Hopefully we'll be uh we'll be somewhere in the mix with, you know, play in or playoff contention. Uh we need to get healthy first. Uh, but hopefully we'll get some of those guys soon. But yeah, super, super pumped, man. Kevin, give me a starting lineup for Tuesday. Who do you think starts? Oh, Tuesday. Uh I I hope Franz is back from now on. Like I think be. he needs to be getting ramped back up. I know he's, you know, mentally really sharp, haven't been playing for, you know, so long for Germany, but I I hope he's back so Let's put him back in the lineup. Uh, okay. rest of the guys, I would, I mean, selfishly, I still want to see Wendell, Paolo, Franz together. So we'll start with those three. Jalen's going to be out. Uh, so let's do, uh, oh man, let's go super offense. Let's go Cole and Terrence. Cole, Terrence, Franz, Paolo, Wendell. Let's do it. It'll be Okay. Fine. So let me
1: ask you this. What do you think is the lineup opening night? Okay. Because I think Let's it's assume. that same lineup.
2: You think so? You think Terrence starts? I think that's the lineup. Ooh, yeah. I love that. All right. Uh, Markel. I'm going to assume Markel won't be oh, back. That's okay. Right? All right. Hold on.
1: Hold on. Let me. I know. I got to rethink said, things. I got to rethink I, said, I assume
2: Markel won't be back. Oh, I okay.
1: I thought you were going to say yeah. you think he is going to be back.
2: Okay. No, I assume he will not be back. Because right. if he is back, he. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't start. Maybe he has to ramp back up into playing shape. Because. Let's not forget, we should talk about this for a second. Let's not forget, when Markel comes back, Markel did not have training camp or preseason, and we know what this front office slash coaching staff does when they bring guys back, okay? Even if it's a minor injury, I don't expect him to start game one, especially if he had had training camp and preseason and then this happened, maybe, but I expect him to slowly bring him back off the bench for a couple of games, 20 minutes or whatever, then starting lineup. So, Magic fans, slow down. Just be prepared for that. It's, it's gonna happen. So hopefully the next couple of weeks when he comes back, then he ramps back up to starting. But just be prepared for that, okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. But yeah, opening night, I think it is Cole, Terrence, Franz, Paolo, Wendell. I just think, you know, a lot of those guys have, you know, played together a good bit at this point. It's the lineup that we saw the other night. It's probably our best starting lineup right now when you think about all of it. I just, I don't know. Some people are talking about RJ in the starting lineup, which I wouldn't hate because it does give you a little bit of shooting. It gives you another, you know, shooter, uh, you know, next to, you know, Paolo and, and Franz, but so does Terrence. Terrence yeah. just has more experience. Uh, yeah, You know, RJ has been making, you know, some better decisions as of late, but I want to see some more of that before I'm like, yeah, go ahead and throw RJ yeah. kind of into the starting lineup.
2: Yeah. And I especially want to see RJ against other teams backups. You know, I think he, yeah. he, that that's a, a definite, Definitely a good spot for him. And I just love the way Terrence is playing right now. Like yeah. Terrence is playing really well, getting to his spots, playing confident. And I also like, I, I can picture him playing really well as far as spacing wise goes with like Paolo, you know? He's been really fine in those pockets. Not just, we talked about this last episode, not just the threes, but also like the mid-range jumpers, which is just almost automatic with Terrence. Like he's so good at those. And so I think having him in the starting lineup, that could be kind of fun. Could be kind of fun.
1: I find it genuinely crazy that Terrence went from you know basically in May wanting to be traded to drafting Paolo, and now he's like as happy as he's ever been being here. I find that really crazy that that made that much of a difference.
2: Hey, for it's a awesome, guy that's been you know? in
1: the league for eleven years, is like, you know what? I want to stay now, and he right. like is actually legitimately engaged. We saw this Terrence Ross. I would say probably less than five games last year. Mm. Not He had some good performances, but I, I mean like genuinely locked in, like involved in the offense, looks excited to be here. That just did not happen a lot last season. It's really, really good to have him back, and it's been a lot of fun in preseason. And I hope it, it continues, obviously. Last couple of items again before we uh, end the pod here. Coming up on the 14th, the final preseason game for the Magic, 7 o'clock at home versus the Cavs. Come out to our preseason get together. Sit with us in the lower bowl and cheer on the Orlando Magic. You can purchase your tickets at fivo.me/slash the six man show. Fivo is spelled fev Me/slash the six man show. And then the season opener on the road for the Detroit Pistons, downtown Orlando, October nineteenth, six thirty at Elixir. That's nine West Washington Street downtown Orlando, we're going to be hanging out there official you know, watch party of the Orlando Magic and the six-man show. and There will be some $4, 16-ounce Michelob Ultra specials. Make sure that you guys come out. That's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Kevin, anything else before we sign off here? I think that's it. That's Very excited, do it. Like I said, to, to hear David and Jeff Tuesday night. That'll be fun. Uh, and, and we then, don't have to search and search and search for the game. You just turn to nope. Valley Sports Florida and there it will be. Yep, there it shall be. Until April, and then we'll go to like ESP and TNT for the playoffs or
1: whatever. That bounce is as 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 Fox Sport, Florida. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah, that's the best. Yeah, I miss it.
2: That's right, baby. All
1: right, that's going to do it for us. For producer Kevin Tucker, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Sixth Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Let's go Magic!